Welcome to Echoes from the Abbey, a podcast brought to you from the team at Pilkington Communications, bringing you stories, sharing views, and giving you helpful tips and advice from the world of PR. Hello, Jessica Pilkington here of Pilkington Communications, and a warm welcome to everyone. This is the first um, in our podcast series called Echoes from the Abbey. So called because we are privileged and lucky to be doing this podcast from our gorgeous offices here inside Delapri Abbey, a 900-year-old historic home tucked on the outskirts of Northampton Town Centre. So uh, my lovely colleague Cassia, who leads on marketing for us, is going to ask me a few questions. So lots of other businesses, Jess, have obviously decided to shut up shop, close their offices. Why was it important to you to keep a base and an office space for Pilkin Communications and the team? Um, it's an interesting question. I, I was actually asked it yesterday at a networking meeting. You know, wow, you've got your you've got your offices upstairs in this incredible place. What made you move into the offices two days before the second lockdown, which is what we did. Uh, I did think about it briefly. I kind of not very long, though. Do we need an office? Should we just keep working from home? Um, it became too comfortable working from home. And personally, I think I wasn't getting enough feeling of community or uh, just that, that inspiration that you get from, from being outside and leaving your own personal space. Um, the team didn't join me in the office for quite a long time, so sometimes I was here on my own. And actually, when we moved in, we didn't really properly be here and be present uh, until this year. So the office was largely unused for a few months. But knowing it was here um, kind of was really motivating. And I think it's it's a lovely example to set. You know, it's good to be together. It's good to not work from home. And this place is extraordinary. Yeah, why were you drawn to Delapre Abbey? as a location for the office? Um, I'm a local person, so I'm from Northampton, and Delapri Abbey for probably the majority of people, certainly this side of the county, uh, is part of their upbringing. I know you, Cass, you talked about how when you were expecting your daughter, you found this place exceptionally relaxing and really good for your well-being. My son used to come here and do volunteering. I used to come here when I was younger. Uh, and Richard Clinton, who is the CEO here, he, he, he came on board just a year ago, actually, and he, he contacted me and asked, him, asked me if I would help him write a press release. His um, brilliant marketing person was on furlough, uh, so he basically asked me to do a favour. Uh, I spoke to him and heard from him what his vision was for, for Delapree, and I was just totally blown away. And I flippantly said, well, Richard, you know, if you ever think about having businesses, and he said, are you serious? I said, yeah, and the rest is history. How does it make you feel when you walk into work in a place like this with these surroundings? I genuinely, every morning when I arrive here, I thought I was okay working from home. I really did, but the sofa and the kettle we're a little bit too close, actually. <laughs> so physically leaving, I drive here, so I live in Spratton, so it's not, it's not the nicest bit of town you drive through to get here. And then suddenly you turn left, and you're just driving down this very narrow road to the historic house, park up my little red mini, and step outside, and I think, oh, should I have a coffee from the nice little deli that's opened up recently? Or should I just pop upstairs and put the kettle on? And I describe it as feeling like I have a shot of well-being every morning. 
it must be well as i know for myself coming here a really inspiring place to work how do you think it affects your team as well what do, what do you think it means for them to have a base like this so recently we looked at having a couple of interns sitting here now how it's recording this whilst we're talking and uh i was a little bit nervous because you know if you recruit the wrong people you can end up using all of your time actually um but it's worked brilliantly and we had two wonderful interns and, and one harriet we've subsequently employed we would never have been able to do that if we didn't have a physical office i couldn't really ask a recent graduate to hop over to Sprout on the bus and hang out with me in my house and do some work. So in that sense, uh, it's enabled us to expand as a team. Uh, I mean, you, Cass, you still work from home several days a week, but maybe you pop into the office once a week. Uh, so it's a place for us to gather when we want to, um, and we're able to have some really cool creative sessions, but also there is still that flexibility. Uh, so some people work from home. So I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. I think also you mentioned obviously the work you've done for Richard and the well-being side of when you turn up here. And I know Delaware Abbey as an organisation really passionate about promoting well-being and doing a lot of work around that. From the kind of values of Pilkerton Communications and what you're looking to achieve, how important do you think the surroundings here and mental health and well-being, how does it all link together? Well, if you can forgive this, I'm going to be a bit personal here. And I did contemplate this before this recording, you know, how much do you share with people and how much do you keep quiet? Um, but I do really truly believe that what happens in our personal lives and our family lives absolutely uh, guides and influences the decisions that we then make in our working lives. And, and uh, four, three and a half years ago, we lost our son, Harry, he died after having cancer for, for over four years. And uh, I mean, I managed to all that time in the middle, I mean, half the time I was living in the hospital with it. All that time I was still writing press releases and I was still working. I found it so helpful actually to still have work. Um, and I wasn't sure how I was going to cope when we actually lost him uh, because yeah, I, I wouldn't then be distracting myself from how I was ill unless I'd basically be distracting myself from the fact that he wasn't there when I got home. And, well-being is something that I've really struggled with my own mental health since losing Harry. I was definitely significantly depressed for two years. Most people didn't know. I looked fantastic when I was working and then I would get in a car and cry all the way home or have a little kick in the afternoon and not get up until the next day. But then COVID started. I had started to sort of emerge anyway. I sort of had a bit of talking to myself. Come on, time to shake yourself up and, and crack on again. This isn't this isn't good for you. Can't be like this. And then COVID happens, and suddenly I'm finding myself back at home again. And I realised that if I wasn't careful, I was going to go back down into that little rabbit hole that I'd been in. And so I made a decision to well, then I had this fortuitous meeting with Richard, which was kind of just as COVID started. And I thought, right. If you, you can't support other people with their well-being if you haven't sorted your own out or, or at least acknowledge it. So moving here and having this sense of, of well-being, I'm sort of not quite explaining this very well, but has been massively. I, I am genuinely now active and I never thought I would feel that again. Mm. And I step out that car every morning and I come in here and I feel great. And our neighbours are sculptors, a company called Chrome Conservation, a theatre company for young people. Um, next door as well, called Walks and All, called Hampshire Sport, I've just moved in, that's all about. Um, it's a charitable organisation that helps keep people active and um, 
healthy in Northamptonshire. There's more every day. There's, there's more, but what we all share is a real passion for supporting the community and and acknowledging the importance of well-being. And interestingly, this building is locked at half five, and I I'm never been an early morning person. So about four o'clock, I really get into my stride with press releases. And three times I've been locked in the building with the alarms going off. Last winter, it wasn't so good because because it's an old house and the lights come on automatically. So I was scratching around for lights and like bumping into statues. Oh, it was so scary. And then a few weeks ago, I happened to meet Richard, who was, you know, finished work for the day. And I can't get out of the building. <laughs> because, you know, maybe it's a really good thing we have to leave by half five because mm-hmm. you can't be an alcoholic if you can't stay in work. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I know in the last 12 months, you've taken this time also to think about the type of clients you want to work with. And some of the people you mentioned to are, you know, here with us, which we're very lucky to be surrounded by. I feel like they are very resonant with the type of clients that you're looking to work with at the moment. Can you tell us a bit about how you've developed the business during the pandemic? Yeah, it's interesting when, I mean, none of us ever thought we'd live through a pandemic. And I... Can't imagine any of us would think that there would be many positives through living through a pandemic. But actually, what it's done for me is it's enabled me to just step back a little bit and think. And uh, we didn't actually lose a lot of work at the beginning, a little bit, but not very much. And then we got more work. People were really wanting. They were thinking, right, let's take this time to to get our website sorted and think about what communications and how we're going to stand out for the crowd when the restrictions lift. I found myself feeling quite downhearted by some of the work that I was doing. Um, it was very corporate and I wasn't sure, I, I, I didn't really feel very passionate about it. I love supporting all kinds of businesses, whatever they do, sell, post. But I started to really enjoy working with the not-for-profit sector. And I saw that actually a really small amount of, of PR support for a, for a not-for-profit or charity or, or a creative organisation could make quite a difference immediately. And then um, there were some new funding streams out that we were able to help a few uh, organisations apply for, and they were then able to um, pay us to do their PR. And so that was organisations that would never really have had that budget to do it. Um, so aside from being, you know, extremely passionate and getting that personal approach, uh, you know, if you're a charity or you work in the public sector, what, what do you think is really unique about Pilgrimton Communications that we can offer people? Um, I think that we won't be for everybody. We're a, a small, proudly small company based in Northampton. I thought originally we would work UK-wide and it wouldn't matter, but I realised increasingly that actually coming from here, I was a journalist here, I worked at the Community Foundation, um, I know a lot of people, and so so does the whole team. Actually, that's a bit of a USP, and so increasingly I find myself working with local organisations rather than national. doesn't mean that I wouldn't work national, but that's, that's the reality. If we don't know something, we don't pretend that we do. If we don't think that we can deliver what we know a potential client wants, we'll like, totally tell them that. I think just be totally honest with people about what you think the results can be, what your capacity is. Don't apologise for asking what the budget is as well. Like, you know, we, we are really generous with our charity discounts, but you have to be paid as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, honestly, a small, passionate team, um, and we are really very big as well on making sure that 
we don't just get loads of press coverage, but we actually we understand what you want from that press coverage. So we do a lot of work with KPIs and objectives. And we'll say to a charity, okay, so what is it you ultimately want? Like we can get you press coverage, we can have you with the social, we can sort your website out, your annual review, whatever you want. What what do you actually want as a result of that? And it might be that they want more trustees, or they need more donations, or they need more members. So we just make sure we bear that in mind with everything that we do. And if I say this with a smile on my face, Cass, because I think that's something I've learned from you with your marketing background, that increasingly over the last year, you say to me, KPIs, Jess. <laughs> also, like, I mean, you, you know this, Cass, we, content is king. And I think it's very easy for all of us to create a brilliant story, do an interview, take a little film and get one thing from it a press release or a website story, a blog. Actually, you can use content in multiple ways. Um, so podcasts should just be one of many things in your PR toolkit. And I believe that what we're going to be doing after this is not only uploading it and sharing it, pushing it across our social channels, we will um, add it onto our website, we will ask people to comment on it, uh, we will also turn it into a blog, which you can do without actually even having to, to type. Uh, it's an, it's an incredible what you can do. So we'll make sure that this podcast uh, is used in, in multiple ways because that's what we would be telling and suggesting to our clients. Also, it's great fun. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to get Harriet to lean forward because she's, at the moment, she's sort of recording and setting things up. Um, but uh, Harriet, we brought her on a few months ago, a couple of months ago, age 20, uh, to... Uh, as a as one of our marketing interns from the University of Northampton, and she was so good, we've kept her. Do you like it? Are you happy to be here? I love it, Harry. And I um, I've had a lot of part time jobs um before while I've been studying, and this is just a whole different kettle of fish. And it's especially where we're located and with the team that we're in. It's the first job that I've ever had where I've always felt good about going in and excited to be there every single day so. there you go we'll give you time yeah but that's well yeah. being in action yeah <laughs> so thanks ever so much Cass for, for doing today's interview I hope um people listening have enjoyed uh today's session if there's anything specific you'd like to hear from us in the future do get in touch but we're going to have lots of exciting podcasts coming up uh but feel free to contact us in the meantime um and that's that's a wrap that's a wrap thanks guys <laughs>